Well, Kurt, we want to welcome Adam Bloom to our radio broadcast this morning. Adam works third shift, so we're glad to have you with us this morning. I'm glad to be here. And Adam was just telling us uh, prior to us uh, recording this that you have never been on the broadcast uh, in 16 years that you've worked here at the Haven Rust. No. Nope. So, well, uh, so I'm glad to be able to debut Adam Bloom yeah. uh, for our listening audience. <laughs> so, you have uh, actually, besides you working here for 16 years, which is hard for me to believe, uh, you have uh, some roots that are familiar with the Haven Rest. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, just to start off, just I'm so thankful for this ministry. Um, thankful for uh, just everything uh, about it. I mean, it's just an awesome place to work, awesome place to be able to minister. And uh, it's just unbelievable that I get paid for doing all this. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I just remember uh, from a kid growing up, it's always been involved in my life, the Haven Rest. And uh, from my parents to my Uncle Jess uh, to my grandpa to uh, Ernie Bloom, who used to work here as a chaplain. And, uh, and so um, even when I was a kid, um, we was just highly involved. I remember uh, sitting on my grandmother's lap, and, um, and my parents would drop me off, and they would come, and my dad would be involved in the services. And, uh, and I'd sit on my grandma's lap, and uh, she would rock me. Uh, kind of sleep, praying for the Haven Rest, praying for the services that they'd be involved in, and always coming back, hearing the stories uh, that 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 my mom and my dad would give that night of men that they would meet, uh, and uh, just how the services would go, and people's hearts and lives that was touched as a result of it. My uncle Jess, he's in Ocala, Florida, I think, and uh, he's like 95, and he's been a part of it. I think that was the first time he's ever preached was here at the Haven Rest. And then, uh, of course, I've learned a lot through Ernie Bloom and, uh, and what a ministry he had here. One, one other question is uh, uh, you might want to tell your folks uh, what, your, what your dad's uh, uh, communication uh, style was, you know, with the uh, oh, yeah. his buddy w- was. Yeah, he, he was a ventriloquist, and so he had Hank and Grandpa. <laughs> and so he would bring <laughs> Hank and Grandpa um, here when he would speak. And uh, it was really funny because my grandfather, um, his dad, was the preacher. But when he would come, he'd lead the singing. He'd allow my dad to do the preaching, and he'd allow him to do it with Hank and Grandpa. And uh, he's recently done that, I don't know, a few years ago here. And, uh, and the guys would just love it. You know, it's just a totally different uh, service for them, experience for them. Well, you know, Adam, just hearing the history, uh, you know, hearing the stories on as you, your grandma would be praying for the ministry. Yeah. I'm sure uh, coming home and hearing the stories. And then here we are, uh, 16 years you've been in the ministry. Now, you're actually, even though you heard the story, you're actually part of the story now because yeah. you're here serving in a capacity that's very important, uh, working a third shift. Uh, you've been a faithful servant to this ministry, and we've been very blessed to have you uh, work in that third shift. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your experiences? And and that's the amazing part of it. I mean, you get to so many stories here. Um, the opportunity to be the hands and the feet and the eyes of Jesus Christ. Um, John says people can't see God, but that we're like a channel. We're the proxy. We're, um, 
we're the person, the disciple in whom God can shine in, uh, through and to others with, and they can see the love of God and his message through us, and we're to be ambassadors. And so on an everyday level, we get to do that. And so we get to see men and women coming off uh, drugs and uh, get to see people reconciling with others, marriages reconciling. Some people, as I've been here over the years, have went to college, at least two guys that I can think of right off the bat, and uh, they have uh, good homes, good marriages, raising their children, uh, productive citizens. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, I could tell you story after story. And then at nights when the police bring in men off the streets and then they just thank us because they have nowhere else to take them many times. And, uh, and just a lot of people, where would these men be? What would they be doing? If there wasn't a haven rest, if there wasn't somewhere they could bring them, I mean, you just think that that just how God's orchestrated this, uh, just what a protection and what a good thing it is for the community around us. And uh, so there's just there's just so many things concerning the haven rest that you see and uh, people who come in and the ministry that you have, even in regards of sometimes we stereotype, you know, the poor as a certain class. But you see, it, it, it involves all of society um, in the sense that um, it involves um, people who've been in the NBA, have been here, boxers, professional boxers. Um, there's been uh, nurses, lawyers. And, uh, and this, is, this goes all the way back with my, my dad and the ministry. And, and they would write out things, give to him. And uh, just the wisdom, the knowledge a lot of these people have had, but um, call it bad luck, maybe, um, you know, divine appointments for whatever reason, uh, they found themselves here and, uh, and we've been able to minister to them through it. So, I mean, that's just what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to the heart of men and women who come through these doors and give them the truth and show them the love of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so there's been a lot of people who've come to our doors. And, uh, and, you know, it's interesting situations. Just real quick, one is some of them try to take their own lives. So many times they're going to take their own lives. And so we're talking to them um, about that and we're giving hope to them. And, uh, and so um, there's been in, individuals who one was on a, a tyrant. He was going down um, this, the street. And he wanted to take people out. And, uh, and so he was just thinking, going crazy in his mind. And he said, I, I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, he said, God, help me. And he said he hit the brakes in the car, and he looked up, and it was the haven rest. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was talking to him that night. And just being able to change um, uh, how someone thinks and, uh, and be able to change a life uh, by speaking something good into them and ultimately the purpose of trying to show them who God is and to love them. Well, in your 16 years, uh, Adam, what would you say that you have learned? There's always a learning curve. Uh, I think every day is a learning curve in the ministry. But uh, what have you uh, learned uh, in terms of how to minister or about the ministry that maybe you didn't know, you know prior to joining the staff? Oh, wow. Um, a lot. Uh, I think uh, when you was first uh, asking me that, one of the first things that came to my mind is that could be me. 
Mm. And uh, and so when I look at some of these individuals um, and I minister to them, uh, it's really uh, speaking to me in my life and my family and my home. When you see men who have had um, cars, had had houses, had had businesses, they were church-going citizens, if you want to put it that way. And, uh, and then to see them lose it all and that you're going to speak to them, men who are much older than you, and it's a very humbling thing. Um, and, uh, and, and so I've learned um, that not to take things for granted in life and thank God every single day of my life um, for what he's given and knowing uh, that it can be lost at any moment but knowing that there's something more uh, than um, these things in life and to really to try to get to the hearts of these men to show them that and to understand that myself and to have that hope uh, within me that goes beyond, you know, the things that this world offers you. Because in the end, it's you just see it, it's, it shows it's vanity. So you got all these things that people are seeking after and trying to satisfy themselves with and and um, in the end, it's gone. They're not remembered. And, um, and so, um, you know, and this world can be a hard place. So that's one of the things that I, it's just taught me, taught me a lot about um, this world and about myself and, uh, and about God. Well, you know, Adam, just talking on that, you know, one of the things that I love is, you know, there's many times we're in the morning, uh, well, you'll come in and talk to me about the the evening uh, of some of the things that have gone on, ministry opportunities uh, that you guys encountered. But I tell you, you know, Kurt, just thinking about uh, things that we learn. Um, we also know uh, Adam and Kurt because we both worked in the men's division that this could be the last time we see this person. Yeah. Uh, this could be the last stop uh, here. And as we share the gospel, whether they go on and, and become productive or if the Lord calls them home, uh, we know that we've experienced that over the years. Is that correct? Yeah. And you've seen that. There's been people that I've been on the side of their deathbed. And uh, one guy, it's interesting, he came here and, um, and we got a call from the hospital and said, would a minister come down? And so they chose me. So I went down to the hospital and there was one guy uh, sitting in the hospital room, and um, and and I met his family, which is a story within itself, and uh, and so I walked in the room, and um, and I asked him if he's a believer, and we talked a little bit, and uh, he said he was, and I was uh, I was just talking to him about telling his family about giving them the hope that he has, and he started to give them that hope and and tell them about what he's come to know and what he's come to learn. And uh, about Jesus Christ and who he is. And then he looked up at me and he said, I don't want to die. And I thought, well, this is a little late. The doctor said you have 30 minutes. And, uh, and so I'm standing there and I'm thinking, what do I do? And the whole family's just totally startled by his statement. And, uh, and I just looked at him. He said, I don't want to die. And I find out he was on dialysis. And so I ran to the nurse and I was just like, hey, look, this guy doesn't want to die. And it took some while, but I was able to get a doctor in there, and his life was able to be saved. And he would call back from time to time. Still has. Um, it hasn't been a while since I've heard from him. Uh, just to thank me, tell me he's doing good, where he lives, what he's doing. 
And, uh, and so you do, you see people on death's door, people who want to commit suicide, some who've chosen an option to, to, to just die. And uh, you see the hope come back in them and the life that, that God gives. And then some people who have passed away and you got the opportunity to minister to their families, tell them what you've seen out of them, what you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, I could just go on. But yeah, it, it is an awesome opportunity because one of the things that the Bible says we're saved by hope, and that hope ultimately points to Jesus Christ and what he did. But that's what we give people when they come here. And and so we have a hope basketball camp. Mm-hmm. And boy, I mean, I'm just so thankful to Jack for allowing me to come and work it with them and, and to you all for allowing me to uh, do that. But it is so much fun to see these uh, these young people come and just the excitement in their eyes and the reason that you're bringing this up is because you are a uh, assistant or a coach yes. at the camp. Yeah, is that right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it's important that they, the listeners, know that you also give your time uh, right. during for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I kind of just jump into things sometimes. Sorry about that, but yeah, I Sorry. mean, I was just thinking of life, you know, and mm-hmm. you think of children, and you think of, and I mean the. It's just, I, I was walking through Sam's Club, I think, a year ago. A year ago, I was walking through Sam's Club, and and, uh, and I noticed and recognized a girl. This happened, I think, two different times. And uh, and they came running up and saying, coach, 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 you know. And then they was introducing me to, uh, uh, to their friend uh, that was with them and uh, just asking them where they're going and where they're going to school and how they're doing. And they're saying, well, and I invited them back to participate in the camp. And uh, and to be a coach themselves and to help out that way, and uh, and just I'm just so thankful for that. I mean, just uh, the light and the and the, all that they get, but more than that, just to be able to speak into their lives. And there's nothing like it in all the world when you can know that you can speak to somebody and maybe change the direction that they're going by the things that you're saying. And uh, it's just it's just wonderful. Well, you know, Adam many stories of opportunities here at the the ministry and it's hard to believe Kurt we're, we're just about out of time here but I do want to ask you a closing question here Adam we know that uh, you know 16 years of uh, working third shift and ministering to the men that come through these doors all kinds of scenarios but you also have ministry at home too yeah uh, you have a, f- a wonderful family and I know your wife is due any time here yeah. so how can we pray for you well you know I mean Boy, um, I just want to be the husband and the father that I need to be, and uh, and just uh, to love them the way that I I ought to love them, and uh, and um, you know, just you couldn't pray for the baby; it'll be born by the probably the time this is uh, given. But to pray that way, and just for the ministry, I want my kids to know what I know, to see as I see, as the Lord's opened my eyes. I want them to be involved in ministry. Um, whatever they do in life, I want them to um, that have that heart to go out there and do judgment and to plead for the widows, the children, uh, the fatherless, the, the poor, and, uh, and to stand on their behalf. And whether it, whatever it might be, you know, giving them socks or standing on their behalf in court or, or just taking a stand for them and with them and, and helping them in any way that they can. I, I want them to have a heart for others like Jesus had a heart for us. 
and uh, and, and to, to give and themselves. to pick up uh, their uh, their their toys in their room after yeah. throwing them all over the place. <laughs> right. That yeah. Too, probably. Huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> start. There. I'm just teasing you. You have a wonderful family, and uh, we'll keep uh, your family in prayer because these are exciting days. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. for you and. Uh, so anyways, I just want to, I guess, close by saying thank you for being here. And uh, it was great uh, talking with you again. Yeah, thank you.